HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Broadcasting live from Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn, you're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.com. Boys, I'm mellow as a honeydew. Yeah, that cat is high. Look that look in his eye. Oh, man, he's high. Yes, higher than a kite. Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm your host, Damon Bolte. In the studio today, we are heavily, heavily occupied by the Tiki All-Stars. Nice one, Jack. (laughs) Um, Today in the studio, we have... Uh, obviously, uh, one of our old friends and repeat guests to the show, uh, Tiki Adam Colasar. We have newcomers to the show, Jim Kearns and Jim Wrigley uh, from Santa Teresa. We have Ryan Laloya. And at some point, I think Brian Miller is actually going to show up. Not here yet, but that's okay. Because um, there are only so many mics in the studio. And uh, yeah. We're just gonna we're gonna kick it off. Well, we've already started kicking it off. There are a couple of pitchers of beer, a few bottles of rum, and Tiki Adam has actually brought with him. I, I don't know if he even left anything at home. Uh, there's a lot, a lot going on in here. Oh yeah, we got the whole kitchen sink here, Damon. <laughs> so, just kicking this off. Um, the reason why we're here is because we're doing the uh, Tiki All Stars Night. This coming Monday. Now, a little background on the the Tiki Monday night at Lonnie Kai in beautiful downtown Soho-ish uh, New York City. Um, it's a, a Tiki night uh, celebrating uh, the the classics, but also the experimental and very improvi- <laughs> improvisational uh, uh, design of like Tiki drinks. Uh, that being said. We have, uh, every Monday, there is a, a different guest bartender coming in. At least one. Sometimes two, sometimes three. And especially this coming Monday, there's going to be about 12 of them. And uh, so it's going to be a really fun event. So 
let's start talking about this, guys. Like, what we got going on? I mean, like, you guys, uh, everyone here has done one of these nights before, and I, and I have as well. Um, and uh, obviously, they're a lot of fun, uh, albeit somewhat debaucherous at times. <laughs> Too much fun. Yeah. Um, what are some of the what are some of the highlights? Let's let's just start out like by saying. First of all, that Tiki Adams actually he brought his Hamilton Beach, like vintage Hamilton Beach uh mixer and he's making drinks right now, which is pretty amazing. <laughs> it's it's really great to have tiki drinks being made in the studio <laughs> while the snow is starting to fall here in Brooklyn. And they're awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um so everyone's done one of these nights. What does tiki mean to you? Like the style of drink? Uh, I think Tiki's one of those, um, if you listen to Beach Bum Berry talk about it, um, he's got a really great handle on the the idea that Tiki comes out of the, the, the times where everyone's in times of depression, no money, and things like that, and wants escapism. So you look after the First World War, Second World War, you see the evolution of these drinks where people are looking for escapism. And then by sort of 1940s, you're looking at, you know, the... Um, Don the Beach and Trader Vic bring out these massive experiences for people with these amazing cocktails mixed with uh, fun rum drinks and kind of taking people away from the from the hard times they've had before. Um, these days, it seems like tiki is you know to to a lot of people the idea of tiki is that it's uh, something served in a big pineapple with loads of fruit juice, whereas actually it's actually it might be served in a pineapple. It's more likely going to be in a tiki mug and it's going to have a shed load of rum. Well, yeah, of course, of course. It's not too far off. I mean, to me, like, it's something that's actually come up a lot on this show, more so than I thought it would ever. The the, the idea of, like, tiki drinks for a lot of, uh, for the bar customer, for, you know, to start, uh, it's exactly what you said. It's like something that's super fruity, super sugary, rum heavy, you know, served, like, very, like, extremely garnished, you know, one of these things that, that I, I can't, I can't, I can't stop listening to the, uh, the Hamilton Beach mixer <laughs> over there, um, but it's, it's, it, it's a style of drink that a lot of people think is, like, kind of kitschy and, um, more, like, kind of flamboyant in a way that, than, than a crafted cocktail, but the, the real, the, the reality of it is that... Yeah, there are a lot of ingredients in these drinks, but it's pretty intensive as far as like the creation of a drink in that tiki category. And there are a lot of a lot of times, you know, you'll see the same like pineapple juice, lime juice, orange juice with a bunch of different rums. And a lot of the classics are they kind of fall under that category, but then there are like the the oddballs and like certain ingredients that we get thrown in there. It's it is a real craft. I mean, it's you're not just throwing a bunch of shit into a, a ceramic tumbler and you know going from there. It's 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 a real art, you know. Well, just just by varying the base ingredients of the rum, you can take the same drink and make it completely different. You know, if you, if you uh, look at like 
some of the earlier recipes when people were playing around with the rums. You've got like heavier, uh, you know, heavy Jamaican rums being balanced by lighter, so Puerto Rican style rums, and then Spanish light style being kicked off against uh, some sort of agricole or something like that. And those those varying those bases can change the drink completely. You know, so it's like having someone else playing the guitar in a band. You know, it's, it's a completely different thing. They might be playing the same song, they're not going to play it the same way. Right. Um, I, that's a great analogy, yeah, and those right. those nuances are what makes what makes tiki, or what makes the skill in tiki drinks. Well, well and as as Don famously said, what one rum can't do, three rums can. Yeah, that's a good you know, quote. And it was really um, speaking to Jim's point. It was really out of pure pragmatism that Don the Beachcomber decided to work with rum. In that post prohibition in 1937, when he started Don the Beachcomber and, and created this character and this whole um, notion of escape he had just traveled the world he had come back to a a post-prohibition America wanted to get into the hospitality uh, injury the hospitality uh, (laughs) it's it's kind of that's That's where it's going here And, and here is plentiful cheap rum something he knew very well from his time uh spent with his grandfather the rum runner in new orleans and he could instantly with this creativity create classic cocktails with really good spirits as opposed to canadian whiskey and gin so it just opened up a door of uniquely american mixology that had heretofore never never been experienced you know and when we look at these oddball ingredients to figure out that the drink we're drinking right now you know what Three drops of almond extract per serving. That I mean, that's a real you know uh, amalgam. When and mm-hmm. six drops of Pernod, not seven, not eight, not four, but six. Yeah. So it, th- these really are an art form when properly executed, and the time and love is given to them. Tell us about this drink, by the way. Okay, what we're drinking well, here. What, what have we been hearing uh, swirled around in that Hamilton Beach, that vintage Hamilton Beach? Vintage Hamilton Beach from, uh, that's, a, that's a, like a 1942 to 1947 Hamilton Beach Model 31. This was the state of the art when Tiki was invented. And one of the things that we, we had a total geek out a few, well, a few months back looking at methods of agitation. And we, we arrived at the fact that that Hamilton Beach merely circulates and doesn't further dilute the drink because the, the, the drinks were designed to dilute during the life of the sipping. So this particular drink, the Caribbean um, Punch, very generically named. but a, Generic a, name, but a, it's one of the, it's, you, as you know, it's my favorite drink. Yeah, and this, this, is, this drink was invented in 1937 and was in the original canon of, of Trader, um, Trader Vic, God forbid, uh, <laughs> in the original canon of Don the Beachcomber's uh, drinks. And so what this is, is it's kind of a throwback to his, his childhood in that this drink features sarsaparilla. So you have, you have a, a, a gold Puerto Rican, a dark Jamaican, not a dark, an amber J- Jamaican. You have... Pernod, you have grenadine, you have almond extract, three drops, you have falernum, you have uh, simple syrup uh, and lime juice and sarsaparilla. And it really makes it uh, quite a sophisticated mm-hmm. potable here that, that defies the, the, the notion, as Jim was saying, of the, the, the umbrella generic rum punch that's way too citrusy. In a hollowed out pineapple. In a hollowed out pineapple, you know. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I think <coughs> the, the flip side of that in, in sort of current bartending is this idea that less is more and that everything has to be, you know, damn it, you can't use more than three ingredients and then throw a couple of dashes of an interesting right. celery and rhubarb bitters on top of it uh, <laughs> or whatever. But, but actually, if you can get 12 ingredients to balance absolutely perfectly, and it is one drop more, one drop less, mm-hmm. then you're talking about it's uh, to stick on with the music analogy, you've got... Um, it's like building an orchestra, one note, one yeah. one different instrument at a time, and then ending up with this beautiful uh, symphony by the end of it. You know that that's and what we're tasting now. It's a shame you guys can't taste it or smell it, but it's pretty damn good. <laughs> I always feel guilty about that on this show. Well, it's it's hey, the comparison really of the time. awesome power <laughs> trio awesome. and the symphony orchestra. You can't have it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I totally hear what you're saying because both are equally awesome. This was the technology of the day. I mean, if I, I shudder to think what Don the Beachcomber would come up with with materials we have now and the quality mm-hmm. and, and all the innovation that goes on in, in methods of preparation as well as just available ingredients. And that is what makes Mondays with Miller so special because Mondays with Miller is all about and we're going we're gonna to hear from them in just a second <laughs> is all about pushing the envelope and I, I, in my view, it's what would be happening if Don were alive right now? What would he be doing? He'd be doing exactly what's happening with all the different right. spirits and all the different backgrounds that each of the guests bring to the fore. And it just puts it in a really down-to-earth context where everybody can come in and have fun. You know, it doesn't just have to be someone who's super into tiki or someone who you know, is just into cocktails. Like Anyone can walk into that basement and find something on that menu that's going to be delicious, and they're going to have a great time. Deli- and that, to me, is one of the coolest things about the Tiki Mondays. That's it. it. There's a point of reference that anybody, I don't care what your spirit you know, proclivities are, you're going to find something, and Brian is the ever-convivial host. Speaking of walking into a basement and finding something to drink. <laughs> <laughs> Tall drink of water just walked on in here. Uh, Brian Miller's here now. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Oh, oh, thanks hey, for bringing seven. Seven hits the table. Yeah, right. it's okay that you're late. It's okay that you're late. I see your Santa Teresa, and I raise you Havana Seven. <laughs> um, Brian, just to catch up, we were talking about the uh, basically the, uh, the 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 power that that tiki drinks started bringing to the, the world of drinks, and we started talking about the uh, the the allure and the origin of bringing those in and now something i want to talk about for a second is um you mentioned before the escapism i want to talk about that because i think that's something that's really important for this certain category of drinks you know like obviously tiki drinks started popping up in the uh mid to late 30s right after prohibition so you've got people traveling around the world and like and it, it, you know, obviously like uh, anybody else, guys in the military like traveling around, learning new things, like finding new uh, spirits to. No, oh, then now we have James McKnight. Oh my, oh my god. god, this studio <laughs> this is, is getting so crazy. ugly. Hey Jack, That's okay. you can sit on my lap. We are uh, Mr. Magoo we're, we're slowly approaching the uh, the largest capacity of people. That's right. In uh, the studio. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, James McKnight. Cool, thanks. Um, But as far as the escapism goes, 
it was almost out of necessity, really, like from prohibition and also from like people in the military, like rolling around the world, finding new uh, uh, things to mix drinks with. And um, you get back, and all, all of a sudden we have like this post prohibition, right? We're in right. mid, late 30s. And everyone's bringing back all these awesome things that they've learned, all these things that they've tasted and, and had to drink. And and there's a whole world out there that a lot of people were not exposed to before. And that's that was the classic, like, es- of the time. That was the escapism. Like, you were getting the fuck well, out. Well, yeah, it's, it, it starts, I mean, escape, escapism is kind of the whole uh, point. Of Tiki. It's, I have it started with Dawn. four drinks in front of me, by the way. Perfect. I only have one shot. <laughs> As it should be. Now I have a drink. Thank you. Um, but it started, I mean, it's all about escapism. It was the soldiers returning from the war. They had been uh, traveling to the South Seas. They see the exotic culture that's going on out there. They come back home and they kind of want to experience that. And, um, sorry, I'm new at this. Um, and... You know, the husbands and the wives, and they're living out in the suburbs, and they got their kids, and they kind of want to escape from that world. And by going into a tiki bar, it was a way of, like, the doors close, there are no windows in there, you're transported to a tropical isle, and as Don the Beachcomber used to say, um, if you can't go to paradise, I'll bring it to you. And he was the best host there was. I mean, he's kind of the, for me, it's, he's like Dale. You know, Dale is not only a great bartender, but an incredible host, you know, and that's and that's the way Don was. Don was treated people, always took care of them, made them really feel like they were one one of his own. And um, that's that's kind of where Tiki took off, like just just being that escapist. I mean, right. Brings me to rum is like who doesn't want to drink rum and like escape to an island? Like to me, that it, 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 if that was on somebody's resume, I'd be like, you're hired. It sounds like, really I, shitty. I mean, we, we've, we've got, we've, <laughs> I don't we've want got to, do we've got a Cuban rum here, but I mean, you know, part of the whole prohibition thing was running away to Cuba and, and hitting all of those drinks. And that's where people met rum. But also like at the same time as, uh, in a pre, uh, second world war, at the same time as this tiki craze was starting off for the first time. <laughs> and then the second time, every advert on TV was telling you that you could now fly somewhere. You know, you, you had the availability of travel. You could go away, and then when you came back, you could take a little piece of that escapism, that wonderful holiday that you'd had. You know, rather than just sitting with a lay, you could... You could I mean, people, people were creating tiki bars or tiki experiences in their, in their basements. You know, they, they, were, they were literally... Look at, look at now. You look at the... I believe it's the current issue of imbibe that has everybody in their home bars of which adam is featured in you look in that thing and there's i think six or seven bars in there four of them are tiki bars yeah like I mean, their the... home bars are tiki bars i mean yours is the epitome of of my dad's bar like you have pictures of of your parents at their little home bar my dad's bar when we were in seattle was literally he built a shack with like a cedar tin roof on it and have like golf club jiggers and you know all sorts of <laughs> right. cheesy things that right now if it was on ebay we'd pay a fortune for yeah, yeah my, uh, gra- my grandfather had a tiki bar in uh, port jefferson uh he actually built a tiki bar from scratch uh it's still there actually which i probably need to steal but, yeah you uh, do. he his entire basement was tiki oriented and uh, i remember going to trader vicks as a kid and them knowing the owner and getting me like zombies in my ties at like the age of like 11, 12 
I learned yeah. how to make them. That says a lot. And uh, it says, <laughs> actually, in a nutshell, in a nutshell, that's my autobiography, uh, one page. That's where his necrophilia Drinking a tra- trade of trade of Vicks at eleven twelve is probably not the best. Uh, uh, parenting, but uh, he I was still, sleeping on bars it, at the age of eleven at the and age twelve. Of 16, <laughs> but, uh, Toby, Toby but I still have. I still have, and you're talking about my ties. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I still, I still have all my uh, original glasses from uh, Trade of Vicks. Is it, does this have anything yeah. to do with the sunglasses that you're now wearing? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, am, I, am, I, am I wearing sunglasses? Everyone in the studio is wearing sunglasses. <laughs> Escapism. <laughs> um, okay, so I. I, I it's always a pleasure for me on the show to get everyone together in a studio and talk about this outside of the bar. Because really, what the way I feel about is you, you mentioned in Buy Magazine and Adam's Bar, you know, and the way I feel about this show, it's basically like the radio version of In Buy Magazine. We don't have to always talk about like spirits. This could beer, be somebody's wine. Here. Like, you know, I had Dana Hill on from uh, Island Creek. Uh, Island Creek Oyster Farm. We've got you know, we talked about oysters, and you know, and by magazine is such a great reference point. You know, like for just drinks in general. You know, they talk about coffee and tea and soda and stuff like that too. Right. Um, good. And I, I, I love the fact that you you mentioned that Adams Bar is in this current issue because it's it's an amazing bar. But the whole the whole idea of putting this show together was getting bartenders and people that are passionate about different types of drinks together and we talk about it you know it's a, it's an open forum and we do that um that being said you know we do that a lot at adam's bar by the way um i was there last night actually <laughs> um you know and 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 that's that's exactly the point about going back to to mondays with miller is that exactly it's 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 like a town hall on Tiki, and you have all these guys with all these different inspirations interpreting Tiki in ways that you could never imagine, you know. And and that's really it's a really special event. And and Brian is doing an awesome job of educating people about Tiki, like the people that wander off from Soho find themselves with in a pirate den of iniquity and are blown away by these crazy drinks and they go and they tell their it's a really uh, an awesome grassroots education uh, on the sophistication and the complexity and and then just the plain balls out fun that those mondays are i mean that's if you don't mind I, thank you adam i mean i figured you should gargle and spit now. Uh, <laughs> oh, right. no. I appreciate it. Um, oh, but, uh, that's to take the see, taste I, of rum away. I'm not working on a brand <laughs> now, so I can speak freely. Um, it actually, I mean, it started with Julie. Uh, Julie Reiner was just incredibly generous. I, on sabbatical, had, wasn't really working at the time. And uh, she was like, Brian, why don't you come here, do tiki drinks, and... You know, that's what people want to see you do is make tiki drinks. I was like, well, that's very nice of you to say. I was like, okay. I was like, I have three rules. I get to make whatever I want. I get to dress however I want. And I get to play whatever music I want. She's like, no problem. I was like, well, this is as close to owning a bar without actually the trouble of owning a bar. (laughs) Without all the bullshit. And it just started with um, inviting people in. Julie was the first one. We did one just before... um, Tales of the Cocktail, which is kind of the epitome of if a bar opens before Tales of the Cocktail, does anybody hear it? Um, because everybody was practically gone <laughs> out of town. Um, so it was just fun. It was like me, Julie, 
couple other people. I think Adam, Adam's been to almost every one except for two or three when you were on two, vacation. Yeah. Um, but then it just it started to pick up momentum with more and more people wanting to get behind the bar. I think Jim kind of rescued me. I needed somebody for April, uh, yeah, for I was, a fifteenth. Like number three, right? Yeah, you were like the, the third guy, and you were the one that I was like, okay, cool. Like I, re- you know, you were like the first bartender. No offense, Julie or Lucinda, but Jim, you were the first like bartender that I had because Adam. At, Wait, Adam no, you were before me too, Adam. So I was but, right. Too, yeah, yeah. Well, Adam. But Adam, I'm an enthusiast. Yeah, he, he was an enthusiast, but, and it was as the sundial measuring the the drinks uh, execution would would attest to. But. Yeah, <laughs> but know. no, it, yeah. I mean, Adam Adam withstood the first wave, and 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 frankly, uh, one of the busier nights, certainly one of the more lucrative nights that I've worked behind that bar was yeah. with Adam. But uh, when Jim came on, it was great, and then. Yeah, Jim's was the night where I'm pretty sure none of us remember actually leaving that bar. I think I remember giving Jim a big hug Wait, and smiling. I don't even know what, if there was a hug. I think the way I heard it, you, 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 you were up and down and walked away, like walked different directions down. So, the street. Yeah, that's, that's, that's Brian. That's you're trying to tell me that there are there are tiki Mondays that you walk away remembering the end of the night <laughs> on Tuesday. On Tuesday, uh, I, I, I I I do remember. No, Julie, I actually worked this night sober. Um, no, but it's it. It's just a really fun night. It's it it it's take away the arm garters, the shirt garters, the vests, uh, the ties, um, the the handlebar mustaches. Like take all this up, which is fine. I've been in that world for a while. I don't want to be in that world anymore. Like this is the world that I'm happy in, and I and and I really feel like when the guys come in, they're like, oh my god, I had such a great time. Jim was like the first guy to go. I want to come back. When they when can I come back? <laughs> James Still was like, "This is harder than I thought it was going to be." Yeah, it's very interesting, um, man. People and think tiki is like people think tiki the, is just like you kind of slam some juice and rum together, and it goes like I, I love to watch people that are very intricate with cocktails, and when they when they do tiki for the first time, and then you actually have customers in front of you, and you have to do twelve ingredients in a jigger, and just to see like they get a newfound respect. For the tiki culture, because we don't, we don't you, play around, we don't batch. Either. Well, you, you, we you, don't batch, a, yeah. You're, you're Death and Co. You know, uh, principle of kind of like how to come up with the drinks, where you guys are all testing the drinks and doing these tiny little dots of this and that and the other, and making sure they're absolutely perfect. You know, I think what people don't see about Tiki Monday is the fact that this this night where it's all fun and everyone's dressed up behind there, that Sunday beforehand, uh, while it may end up mildly messy because of all of the cocktails that you're tasting, uh, that Sunday beforehand is like a, is a real process. It's like, you know, yeah. I'll try this. What's this? Okay, yeah. I think yeah, that's this. It's gonzo cocktailing, right? Don't you think, great? People totally. talk about like, oh, well, it's just Tiki Mondays and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, Tiki Mondays is like, at least working-wise, is a three-day event. Because Sunday, it's about all of us getting together and going over the menu and making sure that the drinks are good. I know. Um, we, I, I care about those drinks just as much as I would if I was working at Death and Company. And I, yeah. and, and and with the talent that I am able to acquire in that room, I expect it from them. I expect them to come in. And Ryan, God bless that kid, has worked. You've worked That's, forever, and you come in on your day off, and you you help us work through drinks. And frankly, you get access to some of the best bartenders in the city that are you, giving you tips. And those guys, that's actually, everybody exactly. loves you. Actually, love he bro. has a basketball nickname. I call him the glue. The glue? He's the glue that holds everything together, man. I thought he was Richie Monday. Bacardo Jr. But seriously, I mean, like, this guy's been there for all of them behind the bar. I mean, not like, quite. He, he really he well I missed one. Well, I missed maybe one. Almost, maybe sort of behind the bar, but. <laughs> we're going to take, sneaking. we're going to take a really quick break. Obviously, we're going to play some Rolling Stones. But when we get back, I want to talk to Ryan 
about his experiences with yes. Tiki Monday. So be right back. On behalf of everybody at HeritageRadioNetwork.com, we'd like to send a special thank you to the Hearst Ranch, our biggest supporter and longest-running sponsor since we first started in 2009. Hearst Ranch is the nation's largest single-source supplier of free-range, all-natural, grass-fed, and grass-finished beef. Since 1865, the Hearst family has raised cattle on the rich, sustainable native grasslands of the Central California coast. The result is beef with extraordinary flavor that's as memorable and natural as the surrounding landscape. For more information, visit www.hurstranch.com. This completely crazy shit show that's happening right now in the studio is happening right now. Sorry. Ah, you got the behind the scenes. You got the gotcha moment. Sorry. That's okay. I'll, I'll put it away. Cheers. We'll, we'll just edit that out. But cheers, gentlemen. For the you don't need one. Cheers. We're, we're here talking. Uh, cheers, guys. To my Randy Band of Pirates. Cheers. Thank you. Uh, yes. Wow. And so it begins. This is actually... Um, very similar to the the Tiki Nights at Lonnie Kay with Brian Miller. We're recreating because, it. Yeah, we're we're actually. This is not the best is, thing to be doing on a Wednesday afternoon. I have maybe to go back it to is. Work, I don't know. <laughs> I have to work tonight. Good God. Um, so we talked a lot about <clears throat> the uh, the Tiki drinks. We talked about the history, and we talked about a little bit. We touched on rum. What we'll, we'll get a little bit deeper into that in, in a little bit, but but. One of the things about uh, any bar, any good bar, behind any good bar, there's a good back. Mm. Absolutely. Amen. There's a good not, bar not back. Not enough of them. Not Dude, enough of them at all. And holy shit, man. I, 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 can, I can curse on this radio show because it's internet, so it doesn't matter. So I can the say fuck. Best you bar can say fuck. I was worried about the that. Best bar, bar back in the universe. The I don't see where it all comes from, guys. Like, honestly, I just get back there. I do my fucking job. I get you guys your syrups. Uh, you know, I fill your ice. That, that's it. Like, but it's so it's, much more than yeah, that. Yeah, but then you also sing along with all the songs. Well, and play air guitar and <laughs> stuff. Guitar. You play air guitar. I got a mean air guitar. But <laughs> it's just like. And you are quite hunky. So I've heard. <laughs> I'm not wearing my sleeveless You've tonight, but the Monday. The ladies love Ryan. <laughs> yeah, I've only ever seen you wear one outfit. Well, it's only on Tiki Mondays, dude. You, mm-hmm. That's your Monday. It's my Monday. Why, Monday you, why are you wearing it now? Why are you wearing it now? <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of disappointed that you're not wearing the sleeveless shirt with the, the bandana. I have the bandana in my bag. You'll get it. <laughs> um, so, okay. <laughs> Obviously, there's a lot of stuff we have to talk about still. Um, but but I want to get Corral the uh, the barbacks perspective on like what happens at Tiki Monday. You know, like Miller said, it's like a three day affair. 
shooting emails back and forth all week, pretty much, between the guest, Julie, Miller, excuse me, and we're just always, like, trying to, like, work with the sponsors, which is super challenging, come to find out, man, and, like, I just got offered Ardbeg today. What? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Ardbeg was like, we'd like to sponsor Tiki Monday. I'm like, I don't know who you think I am, but the, no. Dude, Ardbeg after Tiki after my night, with, but we went with Hennessy instead, Hawaiian, so that'll be fine. After my night with Famous I mean, Grouse. I mean, yeah, we've like, got Famous Grouse. We can Grouse. do anything, There's, man. Yeah, we really can. I mean, we have Plum Wine is going to be on the, uh, with the city. You're doing a Plum Wine? Like a we, Japanese Plum Wine? We're doing Tiki Plum Wine drinks, yeah. Uh, that'll it, be later on with Todd Richmond. Is um, it Cowrie? No, it's yeah, yeah. Don't, could, you know we'll talk about yeah. <laughs> this. Is we, we've right got crazy ingredients on the on the level, dude. I mean, I'll do a plum wine night. <laughs> All right, so Ryan. Yeah. Anyway, like working with you guys has just been the most. I don't know. For me, being as green as I am behind the bar, like to work with you guys has been so awesome. I learn something new every week that I take with me behind the bar. You know. <laughs> what's so funny dude? Jim Kearns I mean, good or bad what's, what do you well, learn where else could more? you learn to flame an absinthe soaked Oreo other Bingo. than James Menite I mean, exactly I'm trademarking that that but came I mean, from one of the last drinks on a Sunday with testing all, with yeah, all that awesomeness aside sponsored by Oreos <laughs> and when will you ever see Tiki Adam skanking to some ska songs and then and then splitting my head open, <laughs> no clue as to how that happened. But. <laughs> I'm glad. Why are we talking about this shit? Tiki Mondays is nominating Adam Colasar for Father of the Year. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> mommy, mommy, why why can't Daddy wake up to take me to school? You might want to talk to Mr. Miller about that. It's, 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 Tuesday, it's Ryan's fault. <laughs> you can blame me. I, we're, we're, I just okay. want the name that's of that. You get us a bar back. <laughs> yeah, all the blame falls on you. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, we had no, a wicked right. dance session this past Monday. We had a pretty sweet dance Dude, session. Yeah. That's that's okay. awesome too. The past the past few once one o'clock. Hits, it's da- if it's, you're still awake, it's dance, it's dance party. Especially, especially with Lynette oh, Monero's that man, you better get your dancing shoes on. <laughs> oh, she oh, likes to dance oh. to the tiki, that is for sure. This is turning quickly from a radio show to just like a hangout. <laughs> like, sorry, it's, it's a perfect replication a of show. Mondays with Miller. This is pretty much, it's pretty much exactly it's very like, structured in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Very serious, yeah. and more the Show. Right, so, but we always get our job done. Some beer. Maybe you do or don't yeah. pull the plane up before it hits the mountain. Maybe have a glass so I can drink some beer. We, we always pull up at the very Here's end. one of the things <laughs> I wanted to talk about. Um, first of all, let, let's get back to the Miller Mondays. Um, well, everyone got really quiet. I think we're trying to be responsible. That's yeah. it. We're commanding <laughs> respect to the host. <laughs> um, okay, so obviously... <laughs> Every Monday at Lonnie Kai doing Tiki Mondays. The All Star Night. What's going on with that? You gotta like like pretty much everyone here is gonna be there. Yeah. I mean I have uh for this time around, uh ten incredibly talented bartenders, good friends of mine, um, that are coming in and it kind of started with um the thought came from actually Jim um, because he was like, I can't wait to come back. When can I come back? When can I come back? And this has built up so quickly. Um, I'm booked till June. I've got bartenders till June right now. 
Um, and I've even had people say, maybe you only want to do it like once or twice a month. I'm like, I can't. Everybody wants to come and, and, and be here. And, um, which is great. It's, I'll be next. it's, it, it's incredibly humbling. Um, and it's, it's great. Who would have thought something like this would have taken off? Um, but the all-stars came about, it was like Jim wanted to come back and I've just kind of wanted to do some sort of charity event, something and do something local, you know, to, to, to give something back to the neighborhoods that, you know, frankly, we all take from. Um, and so I just took a random amount of bartenders, tried to like divide it up, and then it started to grow. Like Brad Farron was like, I want to do this, I want to do this. And Julie's like, I want to do this too. And I was like, okay, we'll, we'll throw you guys in as well. And, and it's going to be 10 bartenders uh, this coming Monday, all going probably about an hour and a half is, is, is what they're meant to do. They're all submitting their favorite uh, tiki drinks with our sponsors, which are Sanitary Rum. Thank God they came through th through the last minute. Yes, um, yes thank God. St. Germain, Rob Cooper, those guys they're, are great. And Sean at Partita Tequila has, mm -hmm. has Orlando, come through. Nice guy. And so nice we're really nice thankful to have those sponsors to come in. Um, there will be a happy hour once again, like normal, from 6 to 8. The guys will be serving all of the drinks. Uh, we've got, starting off, it's going to be Amateur Hour with uh, Adam and... Uh, Joe Desmond. Then we're gonna we're gonna follow we're gonna they'll make the best cocktail. We're gonna we're gonna follow that up with um, they'll be sober with with Julie and Brad Farron are gonna be a team. Then it then the James Gang comes in with James Menite and Jim Wrigley and then uh, Richie Picado and Lynette are coming in and then God help us all the night closes with the Gas House Gang of Mr. Kearns here and Mr. Phil Ward. So and you. Uh, yeah, I'll be bar backing. No, I make we're commandeering. You're getting recruited. I'm making my bar back debut. Ryan will be training me. Cracking uh, the whip, dude. To, 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 to be you a bar back. You are bartending with us. <laughs> and then, um, then we have uh, our charity for the night will be the Barman's Fund. And uh, Brian Floyd out there has Floyd, been really great and incredibly great. helpful with. Um, trying to organize this he's given us a shout out on his blog but we're gonna actually the money's gonna go to um the willie may fund it's like for scholarships for girls in brooklyn to go to like a music camp to rock out so it's kind of like uh awesome. school of rock that in brooklyn sense. for girls awesome. it makes like, sense for tiki mondays because yeah hopefully exactly. these girls will so learn how to play roll. happy by the rolling stones or something like that that would be great <laughs> dude um, and then they come to tiki monday roster, and do a recital but the thing that i the thing that i really like about the barman's fund is it's not just giving them money it's like they're going to go out and specifically do something like they're going to go pay for scholarships for women uh for girls to go to to the willie may club and they do things like Somebody needed diapers, I think. It's like what Floyd had recommended oh, yeah, me at one time. Absolutely. They went out and bought like 3,000 diapers and like hauled them into a place. The, they do free clinics. Really like, cool, it's amazing yeah, what those guys do. It, it's a really cool situation like that that that, that Brian, uh, Brian Floyd has set up with the Barman's Fund. He, he's doing really cool things with that. And he's, he's like, like you said, that was an actual thing. <laughs> yeah. I, like he, he bought like. Diapers and took them to a ton of diapers and took them 
around it. Yeah, it's, it, but, it's great. It's like money, you know, something actually goes to somebody. Like he'll buy backpacks for schools and stuff like that. Yeah. So, uh, Brian, as far as I understand it, on uh, on Monday, we're going to be like all of our tips, everything, we're going to be pulling all t- these in. All tips are going, and the sponsors are all, as, as well as product, they are chipping in money as well. Awesome. So, it's really great. Anyone who comes down, anyone who comes down to, to the night, yeah, you're not you're not supporting you're be, us. Yeah. You're supporting the Willie May uh, Foundation, and that's and that's what you're you guys should be doing. Like, I really hope everybody comes down and just has a good time. This isn't about geeking out about cocktails. I mean, I've had Ari Form was in there one night, and he's like, Brian, he's like, so what is this? Like a bunch of tiki geeks? I'm like, they don't care. They're not going to ask you why do you turn clockwise versus counterclockwise or what bitters you use or anything like that. It's not like that. This is about people who come down. They, they have tiki drinks that they've read about from one of Beach Bumberry's books, or they're just there to have a good time, you know? I was like, people are like, what's Tiki Mondays? I'm like, it's really good bartenders, uh, loud rock and roll music, and we dress like pirates. I mean, where else but New York could you, like, sit outside and smoke a cigarette, dress like a pirate, and no one would give you a second look? I actually, I, I actually miss... I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty incredible. I miss, I miss Dale. Did he actually dress like a pirate? Not discriminating. Dale, actually, one of, the hi- one of the highlights of my bartending career is tying the pirate bandana on Dale DeGroff. Dude, and, and I have a wonderful picture of Dale with a knife in his mouth. Right across the studio for me. I love that picture, by the way. I'm moist right And I took a picture of... Okay, so you got him... just tell you something? He made maybe the best Hemingway daiquiri I've ever had, and I know I'm not a you know me I'm not a geek guy I'm a Brooklyn street guy, and people say, his hey, planter's punch was amazing his planter's punch his was planter's amazing punch was but amazing. his Hemingway daiquiri also, um, Adam, was fucking zombie unbelievable was zombie fishbowl yeah <laughs> and all three four. The, and he was free pouring. Free pours. But What I love about yeah. that is yeah. that he was free pouring the yeah. Hemingway daiquiri. But he gave me and the components. He He's like, it's kind of like on this. A, on a bar napkin. He's <laughs> like, this is basically the spec. He wrote it down, gave it to you, and they were outside uh, out front of uh, Lonikai. Yeah. And you were like, dude, check it out. I've got like a handwritten spec. On a heavenly <laughs> daiquiri from Dale DeGroff. And I was like, that's kind of like the normal spec. And that's probably the geek but you're geeky like, you're ever going to see. No, but, but it was delicious. And I was like, you know what? You know why it's so delicious? It's because Dale DeGroff made it. Well, it, it, I don't know if you guys know, but the reason I am a bartender is because of Dale. Yeah, I, that's I, the reason why most of I us think, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, but, most of us but I, I wasn't. I was hey. in this industry as a waiter. To Dale. Cheers. To Dale. To Dale. 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 How many Cheers. Cheers. This is the flame orange zest Cheers. got you laid. Can I tell this? Yeah, well. Can I tell this Almost quick two-minute story? Almost as many times as the flame-soaked absinthe Oreo. Can I tell this quick two-minute story? Because a little Oh, different. yeah, go, go um, for it. I was in corporate. I worked for 9X, and uh, I was a suit. And I had worked as a waiter, but never a bartender. And I was uh, in my in my um, company at 9X. I was called the Angel of Death. I used to walk into places. And if I walked in, people got fired. Uh, and then I would take their job and work it for three weeks. Wow. And, I'm yeah. really depressed right now. And and then they would, get somebody, they would get somebody to do the job. And then I'd go to the next, I'd go to the next office and do it. So one day, I'm, I'm buttoning my $1,000 suit and making $140,000 a year. And miserable as as you could all fuck and Brian uh, and I see a guy I see a guy on the Today Show doing a drink called Flame of Love and it's Dale and I did not know Dale and I really didn't know bartenders and I'm watching him as I'm tying my tie and I'm like man this guy looks like he's having a fucking ball 
And uh, I thought about it for like two minutes and quit my job, gave my two-week notice, and lied at this really big, crowded establishment and told them I was a bartender. And I wasn't. And they put me on the next day on a Saturday night. And I actually had to read. I read. I thought that everybody, I thought that everybody like... Um, Ordered all these crazy cocktails, so I I, I read the Mister Boston's book all night long. I memorized it and went into this bar and did this and did this uh, gig, and I became a bartender. Cute People think I've been around for like twenty five years, but I haven't. I've only been around for twelve, and uh, and it's because of Dale. And I actually did not tell Dale that story until about maybe four months ago. And he was like... I thought you were going to say 4 a.m. last week. <laughs> I probably told him that again. but We were closed by that. But, 4 a.m. last night, and that's why you But his sunglasses. perfect response to me was like, why did you wait so long? I've known you 10 years. And I was like, I didn't want to be one of those geeks. And he's like, you're not a geek. You're, you're family. He's fucking... He's one of the greatest dudes and ever meet. He's one of the greatest dudes, and, and we wouldn't be here without him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I think people kind of forget that sometimes. He's a huge nerd. Oh, he is oh, a yeah. huge like, nerd. He was pro- wasn't he part of Trailer Happiness when they were uh, putting that bar together? I thought it was well, like he, him, he, he him and Angus and all those guys were part uh, of it. Originally, when uh, when Trailer opened, it was uh, it wasn't like the match group. Dale was the the the. Bartender consultant, I mean something like that for uh, for for the whole of the match group. So that was Milk and Honey in London, etc. And so him and Angus Winchester, uh, Papa Jules, all of these people put together this amazing rum list and these drinks. They really geeked out on it. I mean, they, they, this was before um, in Toxica. This is before like you know uh, people really had, like investigated what Tiki was. Um, there was a bunch of guys setting fire to the roof downstairs in a basement bar in in Notting Hill in in, in London. You know? Awesome, which is like a 70s home tiki bar I mean for god's sakes there's carpet on the fucking floor hey, there and they still do it it's exactly the same I was, I was in there like two weeks ago and it's exactly there's carpet the same on right the floor now. in a bar the, in a bar the, nice. the, the floor is carpeted totally ridiculous I mean that that just totally makes no sense at all uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some flaming drinks smell and like a have some carpet like that. it actually smells nice in there guys unfortunately we're gonna have to wrap this up uh, yeah. boo uh, but that means that we can actually go to the bar and have a drink. Good, because I, mean, I don't have to be at work the, till there, six. There are not many bars that are able to uh, to make the drinks that uh, that Tiki Adam has made for us today, which is the Caribbean Rum Punch, which is Fantastic. my favorite drink. I'm Fantastic. very excited. We've got Santa Teresa Rum. Beautiful. I mean, Beautiful rum. Yeah. dude, yeah, and you brought in some Havana Club. Yep. Yeah, which is We've got James McKnight from Don Q. I was supposed Come to bring on. some back for <laughs> Natasha, but Damn it. none. But seriously, if I can just take one moment yeah. for the three or four people that are actually listening to us today. Um, if you've been to Tiki Mondays, I, I we totally listening. appreciate your support. Everybody who's ever been to Tiki Mondays, it truly has meant a lot to me. Um, the fact that we're still going at this point is quite shocking. I'm sure Julie will probably pull a plug on us after the show. She was really um, mad at me for using an ounce and a half of Benedictine. But... Uh, Seriously, thanks everybody for their support. And if you are free on Monday, we totally understand Mondays are not a day for people to come out and go drinking. But this is the night to come out. Come out, support, support uh, little girls in Brooklyn learning how to express themselves in music. Support your favorite bartenders. And just 
fucking come out and have fun. This is what bartending is supposed to be. It's fun. It's complicated. The drinks are great. And you're going to have some amazing bartenders serving you. Thank you, Damon. Thanks, Brian. And thanks, crew. All right. You guys have been amazing. I love this. This is let's, let's, let's move it move it over to a bar. Let's go go somewhere else. All right. Thanks for listening to Speakeasy. I'm Dan Bolte. We've had every bartender in the world here today. Thanks for listening to this program on the Heritage Radio Network. You can find all of our archived programs on heritageradionetwork.com, as well as a schedule of upcoming live shows. You can also podcast all of our programs on iTunes by searching Heritage Radio Network in the iTunes store. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for up-to-date news and information. Thanks for listening.